Hello, welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I'm Stephen Scott, and Blind Guy Sean Priest is back with me. Woo woo! Woo woo! Acid! Hello, we're raving like it's 1990. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I've never raved in my life. Nor me. No, I no. don't know what it means. I, know. I must admit. I'm trying to be cool. Never into that kind of thing. I like my music, though. See what I'm doing here? I'm kind of oh, drifting yeah. this it's towards the topic. Well done. Oh, you're such a professional. I have to say, I'm a bit like a guy on a, a blind guy on a raft. Um, here we go. One of Stephen's analogies here. We need a jingle. Um, get him back. Blind guy on a raft. Um, Bang. Go. Uh, so, yeah, we've got... <laughs> we're on the raft, and we're kind of drifting towards the point and not really ever getting there. That's this well, podcast. Blind well, guy on a raft. Was, yeah, excellent. Well done. Let's move on very, very quickly. Let's <laughs> yeah, paddle let's away from that. Let's get to dry land immediately. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, today we want to talk about the this growing trend of using smart speakers as home theatre. Now, I actually think we should pull back a little bit from this because, you know, I do want to talk about that. But I, uh, what I want mm. to say is I know you want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about something else. Okay, no, that's, that's good. It's your show. You you do whatever you want. It's great, isn't it? Um, no. So <laughs> Dictatorship. I'm against it. I love the power. It's going in my head. Uh, no, I, I, I think it's just I, I'm getting into the habit of stereo pairing my smart speakers and i'd gone out and got a homepod mini when they first came out because of course why wouldn't you um bad idea yeah well yeah well we'll get to that but yeah i got the homepod mini and of course because i bought one it only made sense for me to a couple of weeks later buy another one because why would you just want one when you can stereo pair them and uh, I, i stereo paired them now i should say in advance of this, that I actually have got the original HomePods, the very original ones that my wife got me for Christmas one year. And she got me one. And then again, I decided to buy another one and stereo pair them. And I will tell you, the sound of those HomePods are incredible. Yeah. They're brilliant. But they've been discontinued. They're finished. Yeah. Apple shot them. They did a Google. They said, they're really good. Let's stop doing them. Yeah. yeah it was kind of I- weird how that happened, isn't it? it just all of a sudden, they were... I mean, well, they, but, weren't, they weren't cheap by any stretch either. I mean, they were like 280 no. quid, 300 quid, something like that at the time. Well, that is cheap in Apple ecosystems, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I mean, you know, that's the budget section. That's a quarter um, of a Mac. But the whole, <laughs> the whole point was that these aren't nothing to do with the smarts, right? Yeah, Siri's not as good as Lady A or Google Assistant or whatever, but don't concentrate on that. Apple are concentrating on the speakers. It's all about the sound. These are an accessory to the Apple Music service. And to that point, they were absolutely spot on. As you said, they sounded incredible for the size of these speakers. And um, the city and the city was aiming towards that as well, because let's be honest about it, City has never been the best smart assistant out there. No, not but at all. when it comes to music, she seems to know her stuff. Yeah, and that's the whole point. These are just uh, an accessory to that service. Mm. And, uh, and, and to kill them off in the way that they did and then just bring out the minis, I, I honestly don't understand that decision. It seems really... I mean, obviously, it's well, they just didn't sell, but I don't think that's true. They, they were very popular. They had a lot of criticism, and rightly so, about, you know, well, we've got the Amazon Echo smart speaker here, which is, you know, a quarter of the price, and the, the services and features that it offers are so much more than Siri can. But as I said, that really wasn't the point of the HomePods. It's all about the sound. So I find it really strange they killed them off. It is interesting. I mean, I I agree with you. I think the problem is that the HomePods, the price was a barrier for sure, especially considering the fact what you were getting. A lot of people might have said, well, do you know what? I mean, right now I could go out and I could buy a Sonos speaker 
um, even if it was one of the Sonos ones, um, or prior to that, you could maybe get a Play Five. I, I have a Play Five now. The Play Fives are about five hundred quid, so that's not a cheap option. I know, no. I know, and that's okay. So that's two HomePods, arguably, right? If you get a decent deal. Um, but at the same token, what you could do with that Sonos was you could hook it up to your Amazon Echo device. Now, a lot of them now do have the Amazon Echo features built in. I will say, though, and this is why I kind of wanted to talk about this, there are so many caveats when it comes to buying a smart speaker that has got an Amazon Echo feature built in rather than the Amazon Echo smart speaker itself. Yes, it's Amazon speaker light. It is. There's things that just aren't in there. So we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, but at least then, for example, and I love this, I could have my Sonos Play 5 sitting. I could have my Amazon Echo sitting there as well. And I could speak to my Amazon Echo and it would actually double. I could have a music playing on the Sonos and it would lower the volume. It would it would duck the audio on the smart, yep. on the Sonos speaker so that I could talk to my Echo and it could throw the audio from the smart speaker to the Sonos. And I loved all that. So it was very Perfect. well thought. And that was the problem with HomePod because it was entirely isolated as everything with Apple is. It's isolated on its own. And I think this is one space where you need a little bit of cross-platform. I think Apple have finally realized that. Uh, and HomeKit is probably well, the closest example to that. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I'm not convinced that Apple's wants to play with anyone, to be honest. But <laughs> we will see. That, that matter is coming out, isn't it, for the smart ecosystem, smart things. So maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. So let's take this stage by stage. So if you get two, as I've got two Amazon Echo Dots, and you pair them together. Now, I'm talking fourth gen here, but you can do this with third gen. I don't think you can do it prior to that. No, I don't think the dot gen twos are stereo pairable, if that's a phrase. The dot three and the dot four, I mean, different styles, different designs. Yes, but they definitely are. But And I would say different audio qualities as well. I would say that the third gen, if you like bass, uh, you're going to get lots of it out of the Echo Dot 3, but I think the Echo Dot 4 tends to be a little bit lighter. How dare you, sir? Why? Why I don't think it's bad. I think that the audio is clearer. I think it's brighter. The audio is brighter, but it's not as bassy as you get from the Echo Dot 3. The only real difference is that the Gen 3 has no directional sound. It's meant to be 360, so the sound comes all around the speaker. Yeah, that's right. Whereas the Gen 4 has a front facing because of the ball design. Uh, the speaker is actually facing in one direction, so you can sort of um, orient the sound a little better. Mm. That's about it. As you know, they sound as they sound. For the size of the speaker, you're not going to expect magic out of them. No, I don't expect magic, but I will say I am really impressed by the audio. I'm a guy who used to spend a lot of money on speakers and you know would, would spend a lot of time trying to find that perfect sound. And I can't really complain when it comes to the Echoes. Now, in my living room, I had the Sonos Play 5, I had the original HomePods, and I had an Amazon Echo. How big's your room? It's it's a pretty big room. And they're all sitting next to each other, right? Or they were. They're now all gone. And all I have in there now are two Amazon Echoes, the fourth gen with the hubs built in, two of those stereo paired. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm kind of sacrificing a little bit of audio quality, and I mean a very little bit of audio quality. Let's not compare to Sonos. That would be unfair. But the, the audio quality from what I'm getting from those Echoes is good. When you pair them up, it is very good. And I'm sacrificing a little bit of that audio quality for all the smarts that those devices give. And I would much rather have the smarts 
in the speakers and have two speakers just sitting there doing everything rather than having to have multiple devices, which I did have with the, with the HomePods, then I had with the HomePod Minis, then I had with the Sonos. I mean, I do love my Sonos, but I don't need so much stuff in the, the room. It just seems ridiculous. So yeah, that's where I'm I get at now. I think, I, think yeah. that says, I think that says a lot about the tech, though. And it says a lot about what Amazon's done with the audio to make it, you know, I, I'm, even on even a single Echo fourth gen on its own is, is a pretty, well, I think it's a good sign. No. Yes, you're right. It, it sounds good for the, the, the price of it. And What's it, 90 it, quid without a sale? Like something like that? What, the Echo fourth gen? Yeah. Uh, I think no. I think it's seventy pounds usually, Is it sixty-nine right? or seventy-nine pounds. And usually, you know, we everyone waits until it's on yeah, sale and you get it for about forty quid. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, what was I going to say? No, right. Okay. So when it comes to Bluetooth speakers, though, right? I hate the fact that people have just accepted and we've gone backwards into this. You know, one speaker is more than enough. It absolutely isn't. I would much rather have two dots in a stereo pair than mm. an expensive single. Bluetooth speaker. That stereo pairing is the most important thing for me when it comes to music playback because it makes a huge difference. There's just no way a single speaker, I don't care how, you know, oh, it's got drivers pointing in different directions, it can in no way get anywhere close to stereo pairing. I think that is the secret to all this. Well, you know, you're not wrong because even if you take... I, <laughs> I can't believe we're agreeing <laughs> on this, but even if you take a Sonos Play 5 and you listen to it singularly, you will be impressed. You will absolutely be blown away by the audio quality this thing delivers. But if you put another Sonos Play 5 next to it and obviously pair them up through the app, it is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, I mean, I suppose you could say, well, if you put four speakers in the room, <laughs> it would just get even better and better, right? I suppose you could say that. But but I don't know. I just think, there's, you know, these devices, you're right, they, they don't, provide the true stereo experience. They're trying to provide it in one device. Um, you know, I, I was looking recently, and I think this is a, a true stereo device, but it's a, is it Bowers and Wilkins that create the Zeppelin? Oh, yes. Now, that is a big, big audio device. This is basically a blimp that, you know, can land in your house and play music. <laughs> and it is huge. I mean, it is, it is a massive speaker. It takes up quite a bit of space. I looked at this years ago. A friend of mine had one, and I was, I was again, blown away by the audio quality. Uh, they've now issued a new version, uh, which just came out tail end of last year, I think. And I spotted it. My wife and I were, were doing some shopping for Christmas, and she was desperate my to get me... My wife and I. My wife and I. Um, <laughs> we were, I did that on our wedding day at the, the reception. I kept saying, my wife and I, and everyone would cheer. And I was so pleased. I was like, I love this. This sounds great. And it's never left you. Okay, well, cool. Uh, no, I'm okay. Uh, so, um, so honestly, what happened is we're walking around the shop, and she's trying to say, look, if, you, if there's something you can you know, see that you maybe want for Christmas because you're impossible to buy for... And in this thing, I happen upon, I'm like, wow, it's back. And she takes a look at the price tag and she says, pick something else. Um, <laughs> yes, so we didn't get that. Cheap. But, you know, <laughs> I was blown away by the audio quality at the time. I know this is going to be good because Bowers and Wilkins are just brilliant. And um, I like the fact that the new version has got AirPlay 2 built in. It's got smarts built in. It. But again, it's got this Amazon Echo light feature built in. So let's talk a little bit about this. If you get, say, a Sonos 1, or you get, see the Zeppelin, or you get any device, frankly, even the smart TVs that have got Amazon Echo built in, you're not getting the true Amazon Echo experience. And that is just a fact. For some reason, Amazon limits some of the functionality 
that you get in those devices. Things like, for example, the intercom feature drop-in, um, even calling features. There are certain things you just cannot do. Certain skills don't work. Certain smart skills don't operate properly. Um, the, the only time I think I got close to it, and I, 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 I haven't tried it recently, so maybe this is talking out of turn, but was the Windows 10 app um, that I think I managed to get most most features from. But yes. everything else was, was pretty much turned off. I don't know why that is. Well, the Windows 10 app was provided by Amazon themselves. I think all third party, like with uh, Sonos or Bauer and Wilson. Wilson? Wilson? What's it called? Yeah, uh, sorry. I, I, I was thinking of uh, Castaway for a minute. Hang yeah. on. <clears throat> the, the power and we're Wilkinson. back to the raft again. We're blind guys on rafts. Oh, we're good. Um, what was I saying? Oh, no, right. They license the service out to these third-party manufacturers, and they do limit it. The main thing I, I care about is the drop-in service, because I use that all the time, drop-in to yeah. other parts of the house, and that is so useful. And when you've got a device that isn't part of that and you can't drop in on, is a real limitation. Um, some people may say, I don't care. I can still play all the music I want. It still supports all the services, the music streaming services, audio books, uh, you know, and a lot of skills it still supports. But I think Amazon do that for a reason and that, you know, okay, you can, you can use the service, but if you want the real deal, then you need to buy an Amazon product. I think that's probably why they limit it in that. I can't think of another reason why they would. It seems odd though, doesn't it? Because they pretty much give you everything else. Yeah. Why not just give that functionality? I mean, it's not like... I don't know. It just seems odd to me because, you know, essentially you want people to use their service and that's what they're yeah. selling at Amazon. They're selling a service. Yeah. Um, so it seems odd considering the cost of the devices. It, you think it wouldn't matter because it's almost as if they don't want you to pay for it. You feel like they're just going to give them away one day because really what they want is microphones <laughs> in your home. No, no. Paranoid fake news. No, they don't. <laughs> well, they don't care about that. I think I think that's partly true. If I'm being honest well, about it, I think that is partly. I'm not saying it's necessarily for nefarious reasons. Flat earther. I think it's all about advertising. <laughs> to be brutally honest, I think it's about selling stuff to us. I think if one person buys, you know, their kitchen roll through their Alexa, oh, lady Oops, service careful. on on whatever device, then Amazon are happy, right? I mean, basically exactly, they're selling. Yeah. They're, they're a shop, they're a store. So, yeah. you know, whoever can access it is is great. It's just more access to their store. Um, but when it comes to these speakers, they're going back to the speakers, the Baron mm. Wilkinson is... Uh, and and sword. <laughs> yes, <laughs> It's such a huge... I mean, it's, it's big, right? And the bigger the speaker, the better the sound. That's what it always comes down to. Um, but I, I still... Stereo pairing is great, but how much are we paying for this? Because in the studio here now, I've got a pair of bookshelf speakers that I bought, powered. I think the brand is Edifier. Mm. And they were around £170. Now, they sound, comparatively to like two Echo 4s, they sound so much better. Um, standard bookshelf speakers. Now, they're cheaper, they sound better. Now, you could, in theory, just get a, a cheap Echo Dot add it to that speaker system and you've got something that sounds better than you could argue even echo studios do you know what i mean mm. it, it's it's i think we're paying for that convenience of bluetooth speakers that's what everyone likes no wires you just got to plug it into a power source you haven't got to try and hide speaker wire to the left side or the right side it's convenience that people like yeah i totally agree and that's that is all it is and i think also people Frankly, they're selling to people who don't know a lot about audio quality. So 
because if you actually listen to some of these speakers, I mean, I got the Amazon, the Amazon Echo Studios. I ended up sending them to you. I love them. I just you thought, hated them. I can't abide these. They sounded terrible to me. But, I, but well, we realised at the beginning they sounded terrible because they had this kind of almost spatial audio feature thing going on, 3D yes. audio, whatever it was, and I just yep. didn't like that. So I turned that off, and it did improve them a bit. But I just couldn't. It, the sound was a little bit muffled for me, and oddly enough, I think that the Echo Fours actually sound better. Oh, get out of town. You must have had sausages in your ears. No, probably. They sound... In fairness, that's possibly true. <laughs> and I said the same thing. I turned, uh, I reset them after I got them from you, obviously. And then I um, disinfected them. Cleaned and them. And then I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I set them up as a stereo pair. And they had the, by default, the spatial audio is on. And I, I played it. I thought, oh, it sounds a little bit wishy-washy. So yeah, I turned it exactly. off and I thought it sounded so much better. But now, actually, I've gone back to the spatial audio being on because I've upgraded to the Amazon Music HD okay. um, music and I just think it sounds better and the stereo effect, you know, you put a bit of Queen on because they were so good with messing with the left and right channels and you can really tell the stereo effect and I think they sound amazing. The bass is really good. Um, so I think they're nice, but they were great because I got them for you. Thank you very much. But if you were to go out and buy them now, how much? They're still, I think, one hundred and eighty pounds each. Yes, they are from Amazon, and you know, you're talking four hundred and sixty pounds. Are we talking? Hang on, let me get that right. We're talking three hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> well, you know me in maths. Everything's yes, a million. <laughs> three hundred and sixty quid for a, a decent sounding. I will give you that decent sounding pair of speakers. But as I said, I think if you went to the more traditional route and added just an Echo Dot to some bookshelf speakers. I think you could get sound which is better. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just think we have gone back a bit with Bluetooth speakers. The audio quality isn't as good. Some of the streaming services, you can listen to one tune and it can sound amazing. And you can listen to another one. I tried playing some uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. I had an 80s theme going the other day. And all the recordings I could find sounded terrible. It was like cassette. You know, it, it, it really is down to the quality that the um, the streaming service supplies as well. How do the Echo Studios compare to those edifiers you've got in your shed? Well, that's a tricky one as well. Um, because the, the thing with the studios, uh, the Echo Studios, is they have drivers all pointing in different directions, as I said, and they are Atmos compatible. So they've got a speaker driving up to the ceiling. So there is a lot of separation in there even when you've got them in a stereo pair, even more. Um, I don't know, there's something cleaner about the Edifier sound. Like you said, sounding a bit muffled, you know, that distinction between the mid-range, the bass, and the, the high, the treble. Uh, I think in, in more traditional bookshelf speakers, even though you've just got like a 7-inch driver and a tweeter, that separation I can pick up a lot easier than I can on these studios. It's not to say they're bad, not at all. Um, the bass is amazing from them, but it's not always about the bass. Sometimes you want that distinction between the various frequencies. Yeah, and that's the key. You know, it's getting it's getting the right audio. And, and you know, people who will spend a fortune was it Kef? Is the ones of friends of mine oh, have told Kef, me about? Yes, like yeah, a I thousand pounds. Standards, for... <laughs> yeah, and you could spend like a grand a speaker if you really wanted to. I mean, you could spend some serious cash, and and some people do. And I know a lot of blind people that do. You know, I did before I had kids, and then the kids, as toddlers, just pushed in all the little domes on no. my Kef floor standing speakers. I, oh, I nearly, I nearly gave up my kids rather than my speakers, but sadly, Cost I made the wrong the choice and kept the kids. 
Jeez. Um, well, it's interesting. Obviously, we did want to talk about the the uh, the home theatre side of this because I mean it's a bit of a I guess a newer part to these smart speakers because most people probably just use them as smart speakers and that's it. A lot of people might not realise what else you can do with them. Now, is it just a, you've got the Echo Studios and you can yes. no pair those up with a Fire TV stick? Is that correct? Right? So how that's does that right. work? Well, as I said, they they say they're Atmos. So I thought I'm going to try this out now. Um, you need an Amazon Fire TV stick. Uh, anyone who set up a stereo pair with Echoes knows how this works. You go to the app, you say, uh, I want to set up a home theatre system, add a device, home theatre system, and it brings up a list of any Fire TV sticks you have uh, in your Wi-Fi range. Um, now, I did have an original Fire TV stick, and I tried to use that, and it said, not compatible. So it does have to be one of the newer ones, the Lite or the 4K Max or the 4K one of the more recent Fire TV sticks. So I rushed out and bought a 4K Max just to try this out. And it is really easy. So I've got the stereo pair already set up. I simply link it to my Fire TV stick and that's it. Now, the only other thing you have to do is make sure the Fire TV stick is in the HDMI port of your TV, which has the label ARC. That was the hardest bit because that stands for Audio Return Channel. Now, Brace yourselves, it sounds complicated, but it really isn't. Because I thought, well, if it connects to your Fire TV stick, that means I can only watch, really, anything on the Prime TV stick to come out of the speakers. So I won't get my TV, or if you had a Skybox, or even the Apple TV, that will still come out of the TV and not the studio speakers. But I was wrong, because if you put the Fire TV stick in this special HDMI port of your TV, as I said, labelled ARC, audio return channel, basically it throws any audio going to the TV out to the Fire TV stick and out to the speakers. So you can listen to Coronation Street in glorious Dolby Atmos and uh, your Apple TV, anything like that, goes through the studio speakers as well, as well as the Fire TV stick. So it, it actually was really good, except I could not get the um, screen reader to talk 100% of the time. It was really hit and miss if it would speak to me. And if I change from the Fire TV over to live, you know, terrestrial TV, sometimes the audio wouldn't follow it and I wouldn't get any audio through. It was just too unstable to use. And it was a real shame because the sound from it, you know, I watched some of the, the bigger movies, Gravity, Saving Private Ryan, all those you listen to to try and get the surround effect. And it sounded absolutely amazing. Um, but it was just too clunky to use. Now, I don't know if it was because my telly isn't the latest one. No, it's, it's not 20 years old or anything. We're probably talking, I don't know, seven, eight years old. But it just quite wasn't enough that I could rely on it. And especially if you use a screen reader, if you, use, if you lose that audio, then it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. So you're forever turning things off and unplugging them and plugging them back in to make it work again. And it just wasn't really that usable, which was a real shame. But that may be just my experience. But when it was working, it was definitely worth doing. That's interesting. I didn't realise that at all with the audio return channel because that's exactly why I wasn't too keen on this idea. I thought, well, hang on, I've got Sky, right? So I want all my audio to come through from Sky to my um, to my, my speakers, and that's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, but no, that's exactly what I thought. But it does. That audio oh. return channel just takes any sound going from it 
passes it through the fire TV. It just sees the fire TV stick as an audio out, basically, and then that throws it out to the studio speakers. I'm not entirely sure how it does it. I think it sets up this this Wi-Fi network um, to send the audio, and I think that's the problem I was having. It could have been purely down to my router. I've got so many things connected in my house. It could have just been a bit of congestion, and I may need to have a little tinker with that to set it up a bit better. But yeah, it is possible to get all your audio from any device. Like I say, the Apple TV I had going through there as well, and watching some Netflix on the Apple TV sounded... And uh, also, let me say, the Apple TV service itself, TV Apple TV Plus, even their audio description is in Atmos uh, audio as well. Because sometimes when you switch to audio description, you just get 2.1 stereo. That's right. I was going to ask you about that, yeah. Yeah, but Apple actually take the time and make their audio descriptive tracks also exactly the same as the main track, really, but with the addition of audio description. So, but hang on, forgive me if, you, if I've missed you seeing this, but on Amazon, did you find that if you were watching anything or was it all through Apple you were watching it? Uh, you know what? I didn't actually notice on the Prime Video service on the um, on the Fire TV stick. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't say. I, it sounded fine to me with audio description on as well. So maybe that's across the board. Maybe Amazon are doing it as well because I did listen to Saving Private Ryan with audio description on and it did sound good. It's, mm. it's hard for me to tell. I mean, basically, I'm still working with two speakers here. That's right, so, yeah. It's not like know, a, a full surround experience. Exactly. So sometimes just a stereo, you know, just two speakers left and right sound really good. Anyway, it's, it's I find it I find it a bit snobbery when it comes to the home theatre setup. Anyone, you know, it's got to be seven point one to get the true thing. But I my room shape doesn't allow for that. You know, as it is, I've got to sit in a certain position in the front room to get the stereo effect. Mm. You know, I, I think it's very rare that people have got a totally square room with a, a chair in the middle. So um, yeah, I. It sounded good, and that was good enough for me. It really, it, you know, it, it had the cinema experience for me. The one question I have for anyone who knows about this stuff, and I know someone will be listening to this who will. I, am I was just talking. There, how rude. I, I mean, I'm insulted. I was just <laughs> telling you then. Anyone who knows about this stuff, not you, Sean. But the, the, this particular point, because what I want to know is... I know what you mean. What, what is it like if you have one of these surround sound systems, I'm so tempted to go out and, you know, invest in maybe a Sonos surround system, which is basically, you know, a Play 5 with a couple of Play 1s or, you know, whatever the, I think it's Play 1 SL now, um, and, you know, a subwoofer and all that stuff. And I'd love to invest in all that. But the one question I always have is, what is it like with audio description? Because if you get, if you can get that full surround sound experience, that's the first issue. You know, for example, yeah. Sky TV doesn't do it. So if Sky, you've got AD on, it, revolt, it defaults back to 2.1, so you don't get the stereo surround. So, okay, that's out. But if I'm listening to Jurassic Park, which is always a film they're trialling whenever you go to these places to demo these things, if you've got Jurassic Park playing and, you know, you've got the dinosaur moving around all over the place, where is the audio description in that mix? Is it just all around you as well? That's well, it should be I've just got. on the it should be on the center channel, the dialogue channel, shouldn't it? It should be on the one under the TV. But oh, so it does. Yeah. It wouldn't come out of every speaker. It's not going to. I would hope not. But I could be wrong. That's I mean, what I'm intrigued but... by. That's what I'm intrigued to, to know. Well, if you know, then why not email the show? <laughs> yeah, get in touch. But look, seriously, please do because I'm really intrigued by this. I I would love to spend the money on it. But these are the questions uh, or the answers, I guess, we will never get from people who work in these hi-fi stores because they don't know that. They have no idea. Yeah, exactly right. So we need people who have had this experience. So if you have 
one of these surround sound systems and perhaps you're using it to enjoy TV or film with... And I think it's twofold, isn't it? Because what is the audio like when you're watching a film with audio description? And what's it like when you want to watch Coronation Street? Because I don't know what, you know, it would be like if, you know, Rita's arguing with someone in the Rovers in 7.1 surround sound. I don't know if that is a thing. <laughs> yes, I don't know. It would I be actually, a bit weird, I imagine. I don't actually know if they they um, they broadcast with, like, Dolby stereo with things like Coronation Street or, you know, regular terrestrial mm. programs. I don't know. As I said, just the 2.1 stereo effect is more than enough for me for something like that anyway. Well, you can let us know. Do email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. I really would love to hear your thoughts on this one. Or you can leave us a voicemail on 0204 571 3354. I didn't forget. You didn't you didn't remember my jingle. You see, if you remembered the jingle and sang it, it would have been perfect. 0204 571 3354. That wasn't the jingle, I don't think, but it was close enough. Close I can't enough. remember it. Uh, listen, thank you so much for coming on, Sean, and talking about this because I and I think this is going to open up a big conversation about speakers and you know, this this whole issue, because frankly, for us, this is, is key, isn't it? That's our 4K when it comes to, to TV Absolutely. Pictures. <laughs> it is, yeah, absolutely right. And, you know, smart speakers are so accessible and they've got so many features that are improving, getting more useful all the time. So, I mean, you know, the crossover between actual how good is the speaker and what smart features can I get from it and how can I control my smart devices is getting closer and closer. Well, listen, tune in again for more here at Blind Guy Talks. Oh, hang on, I'm just being told by the uh, Blind Guy yes. Talks Tech lawyers, that um, in the interest of balance, I must say this, uh, you can also get Google speakers. Anyway, thanks. We'll uh, catch uh, you next time. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, you can call us on 0204 571 3354 or email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Thanks for listening.